Welcome to the Spark Report. John W. Davis and Pavy. What's going on, Pav? How you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling well. I'm feeling well. The LA Sparks are four and three. First seven games. Five double doubles for Candace Parker in the wobble. She almost had a triple double in the wobble. How you feeling about that? Um, she's playing at least the best. She's playing the type of basketball. Before I watch the Sparks, like every, like you know, every, like every game. Like obviously, I'm not gonna sit there like I've been the biggest W, like the biggest WBA watcher, like my whole life. I'm. I haven't. I've gotten more into it as I've gotten more into covering the sport. But she's playing like the Candace Parker that I expected Candace Parker to play like personally. Like this Candace. is the Candace Parker. Like this, like, like, like when people mention the name Candace Parker, this is what I expect of Candace Parker. I agree with you. This like, is that's what exciting like, Candace Parker. Yeah, like this is this is what she's in 10. Yeah, this is it's exciting. I mean, she's doing it all. Like I remember, I had the podcast last year that said that that uh, that um, she needs to play like Jokic. To me, I kind of feel like that's kind of what she's been playing, like especially in the um, last game when obviously Neca wasn't up to one hundred percent. So I feel like Kansas had to shoulder a little bit more um, responsibility. She was doing it all. She was passing. She was scoring. You know, I mean, even probably like the highlight play she had when she made the pass from, I mean, the soup at the top of the key. Uh, into the post to uh, Maria, which was like a beautiful pass, beautiful yeah, pass, Goulish, perfect. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's a ghoulish, beautiful pass, perfect. Um, placement. She's playing again, like I said, when you mentioned the name Candace Parker, when you mentioned that Candace Parker to me, this is the person that I expected to see play every day. And so far this season, she's been that way. This is vintage Candace Parker. And I asked her what she was seeing out there in that near triple double. And we're going to get into the triple double, we'll break it down. But she told me that. She just felt like she had to rebound more because she felt like, you know, they lost some championships back in the day from not rebounding. And mm -hmm. also the fact that, you know, when you have her, Chelsea and NECA, all eyes are on them. Let's be honest. All eyes are on them whenever they have the ball. So if they're willing, they have great opportunity to pass the ball. I agree. And they can pass to open shooters or they can pass to people that's just going to lay it up. And that's what she did when she had 11 points, 10 rebounds, and nine assists in less than 30 minutes. I mean, not even that's that. That's still not a triple-double. Yeah, I mean, not even that. I, I just think that Kansas' passing is probably the best thing that she brings to the game. I think she can do it all, but I think her passing ability is probably the best, it's, especially with her being that height. She's, what, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, she can, you know, yeah. you know, she can, like, see over the defense. You know, so putting her at the top of the key, she can see everything as opposed to you, you know, sticking like a five eight guard out there. She's six four. She can see over everybody, see everything. And I think that that's to me, honestly, what she brings um, best to the game. So it's great to see her having an impact um, doing that. Why I've consistently said I feel like Candace Parker has the ability to be a better passer than Chelsea Gray because of no, that height think. you mentioned. I agree. I, I didn't. I didn't. I. I. I never. Um. Disagree with you about that. Yeah. I, I just want to. I, I just want to keep reemphasizing that to people. As great as Chelsea Gray is, and as great as she will be as she continues her career, there's just something different about a six-four point as opposed to a five-eleven point. I think Chelsea is a fat, flashier passer. Mm -hmm. She's definitely a flashier passer. Like you know, she does the behind the back. She you know look away passes and you know things like that. But as mm -hmm. far as like who's better at just the art of passing the basketball, I think it's Candace Parker. I agree with that. So what do you think about Candace Parker not getting that triple double? We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about her position in you know MVP rankings. You know, choo choo to Candace Parker MVP trade about to pull out the station. But what do you think about her not getting a triple double and? Derek Fisher not realizing 
that she was one assist away until five minutes. I mean, I don't At think that's what he told me. I mean, I don't think it's Derek Fisher's job to realize, like, stats. I think it's his job to win the basketball game. And um, also, in a season like this, in, like, a very condensed season, you don't want to take chances. Like, if you got a chance to get her some rest, then get her some rest. You know, let her um sit down. Like, let her rest, please. Like, she'll have – she'll 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 be playing again in 48 hours probably. You know what I'm saying? What, what I think they're in the middle of having six games in 10 days, something like that. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, you don't want to take the chance of, you know, you keep somebody out there too long – you know, somebody tweak an ankle or something like that. You already stepped on somebody's foot earlier in the um, game, and you look like she tweaked the ankle. So you don't want to, you know, keep you know keep anybody out there risk injury. Even like he said, like if you know something happened to her, I couldn't have forgiven myself. Um, the way she's playing, I'm sure there will be other opportunities for her to get a triple double when they actually need it. Um, but I don't think that in these situations, especially in like a situation like this, when the games are you know so condensed, that you go out there and play for stats. I think you play to win the game, and then once you have the game won, you sit the people down and let them rest up for the next game. I agree with you. Again, she played essentially the whole third quarter to get them to that point. And when she left the game, they were barely up by 10, and the bench actually pulled away to getting closer to 20. So at that point, yeah, she could have came back in and tried to force it and get a pass. And, yeah, she probably could have figured out how to do it. But, you know, I think that it's a statement by both of them, and as much as I know Candace wanted it, but as much as this happened, this is a statement by both of them saying that, like, we don't, we're just trying to win basketball games. And if the basketball game is won at that point, it's won at that point. And I agree with you 100%. If Candace Parker keeps playing like this, she's had five straight double-doubles. If she keeps playing like this, if she averages a double-double for the season, she will have another opportunity at a triple-double in a game where she has to play more than 30 minutes. I agree with you. And also, it's like, really that simple. And also, like Fish said, like, it's not like it was a point, you know, a rebound, like a mm-hmm. assist or something you got to depend on other people to get. So it's like you may go seven minutes and nobody may hit a shot. Like, yeah. that's just – it's not like, you know, she needed two points. Two points is easy. Like, yo, I'm going to just yeah. give you the ball, full straight possessions. I'm going to assume somehow you'll come up with two points or, like, just crash the boards. I'm going to assume you'll come up with, like, a rebound. But uh, assist right. is, 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 you know, different. We, we know she definitely could have got a bucket. And we yeah. know she definitely could have got, got a rebound. But, um, uh, but no, I, I, that makes perfect sense. And the, the I guess just the last thing about it is, again, like, she's going to have – more opportunities to get another triple-double. Um, there was a, a great stat somebody put out there with research and said that of the near triple-doubles in WNBA history, Candace Parker almost has half of them. And that's what she talked about after, you know, somebody, she's like, you know, I, I wasn't leading near triple-doubles. I mean, she's kind of being whatever, but but still, like, you just, you just don't want to take the risk. Because imagine this, and I'm not trying to put this on anybody, But like you said, we saw the ankle roll just a little bit. She's able to get the treatment and everything she needs to to maintain her body. But just imagine if for some odd reason she had been out there trying to get this assist and something really happened to her. Can you imagine how much hate there would be out there for Derek Fisher right now? Yeah, the person that people already dislike for no reason, honestly, like I no actual basketball reasoning that they dislike him for. It's about things that have nothing to do with basketball. Because in the Sparks, at least for what he's done with the Sparks, I don't really see too many. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's perfect. Every, but, but you know, who is? I don't think 
anybody's perfect all the time. Like, I don't think, you know, every play he drew up has worked. I don't think every defense he's called has worked. But I think he's done the best he can. And usually more times than not, uh, it's led to a win. And so he the, must be doing something right. Right. And the great thing about this season is, is through the first seven games, he has a clear number one player now. Candace Parker has pulled away from the rest of the big three, and she has been the clear leader now. Is that partially because NECA missed six quarters because she was hurt? Maybe so. Is that partially because Chelsea Gray is still working herself in the shape and she's still getting her confidence back with shooting those outside shots and she needs to go inside more and, and get that rhythm? Maybe so. But right now, through a third of the season, Candace Parker is player A. She is the alpha on the team right now. And that's no offense to a former MVP like NECA, who I say is the real MVP for everything else she's doing, which this is great. If Candace Parker can carry the first third of the season, then maybe another one carries the second third. And then maybe the other one carries the next third. Like that's what she talked about. They have so many weapons. They all do this together. Now it just happened to be Candace right now. And Candace is getting so much hype and so much press about the fact that she's She's on TNT the night before a game in the midnight. And then she comes back out and has a double-double. And then we know her daughter Layla is there with her. So she's getting all this hype. And so, like I said earlier, I've been texting you about this. Choo-choo, baby. Nah, the I Candace Parker MVP train is about to pull out the station. Now, yes, there's Asia Wilson. And yes, there's Brianna Stewart. But if Sylvia you had Fowl to, too. And Sylvia Fowles and Courtney Vandersloot, all in the top five consideration. But if you had to tell the story and the personification of a most valuable player in the Wubble, who is a better person? Brianna Stewart. Than, as well. Who is a better person than Candace Parker? As well. Because, because as we well. keep saying this in basketball. I feel you, but Brianna Stewart is coming off an Achilles injury, which that's is just a, basketball. Which, but gee, that is a career altering thing, though. Like, like, like mm -hmm. that's a, like, that's a, that's, I mean, you could use that, like, oh, well, she overcame triumph. She overcame an Achilles yes. injury to fight yes. back and get mm -hmm. back to, you know, being, you know, uh, yes. you know, um, who she was. I mean, even like Asia, like Asia just started a podcast, whatever, like she's doing that. So it's like a lot of them are doing other things. I feel you. I also think that with Candace's play, she should get some votes. Like, she deserves, like, she has been one of the, I don't think you can name, five to ten players who have been better than Candace Parker this season. So, I mean, the narrative aside, she should get some votes because she just actually been one of the five best players. Like, she has. And as long as the Sparks keep winning basketball games and she keeps playing the way she's playing, she's rebounding the ball, she's defending. Like, you know, she's, I, I, I think she's back to – I think, like, she's averaging the most blocks. She's averaging, like, four or five years. Like, she's, yeah. like – I think she's averaging, she's like, averaging one the most block. rebounds ever. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so she's defending. She's actually having one of her – Better seasons, probably a top five season so far. It's only been six games, but so far she's having seven. one of her better seven. But yeah. so far she's having one of her better seasons. And like again, if if she's had one of her better seasons, her being a two time MVP that deserves some MVP consideration. Do I think she'll win it? I don't know. I think probably Brianna Stewart is probably the the front runner for it, just because of the fact you know what the Storm's record is. Assuming the Storm are going to keep winning, what the um Storm's record is, and you know the numbers she's putting up, she's a huge um um contributor to that winning but Candace Parker should definitely get some votes like there's no way you can have an MVP conversation right now and not mention Candace Parker's name for what you know she's doing so I gotta you know you 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 called it first so hey I gotta commend you for that one I appreciate that but I'm just saying like 
there's a story around MVP. There's a lore around MVP. And Candace Parker, she's got the intangibles outside of basketball that could elevate her. Like if it came down to Asia Wilson, then let's say Asia Wilson played 18 games and she kind of dropped off towards the end, got a little tired. And Candace Parker played 21-22 and continued to do what she did the whole time. If you had to pick between the two. I mean, if, I mean, then a lot of people might lean Candace Parker. I mean, yeah, but that's four more games. That's almost a four for the season. That's almost I understand. Like four I understand. Season, so. I understand. I'm just saying yeah. there, there are ways that Candace Parker can elevate right now. And I'm going to give a shout out to my man, uh, Matt Allen Tuck. Right now, he has a, I think, a very fair MVP rankings after the first two weeks. It's still too early, but he has Brianna Stewart one, Asia Wilson two, Sylvia Fowles three, Candace Parker four, and Courtney Vandersloot five. I, I actually, think those are fair. What do you I think? actually think the Sparks uh, Lynx game did a lot for Sylvia Fowles MVP consideration. Like I was watching that game, like oh wow, like they really, 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 really miss Sylvia yeah. Fowles. Like it was certain yeah, things no. that was going on. Well, I'm like, yeah, this would not be going on if Sylvia was in this basketball. She's game been like that deal for them this year. She's been yeah. that deal, and but she's leading the league in rebounds. Rebounds. Like, she yeah. has not lost a step. I mean. At all, but she's doing what she needs to do, but she's hurt right now. She is hurt right now. Does that linger exactly? Does so, that affect her coming in? So, does that drop her down after next week? If Sylvia Files only plays two games in one game, she only has six rebounds. These rankings change quick. I agree. I mean, but, after after that, we almost be finished with half the season. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. I agree. But for right now, for for like what it is, I don't mind those uh, rankings. I think they're pretty fair. Um, I think, I like I said, I, I I think Brianna has been the best player on the best team, which usually so. unless unless somebody else does something out of body, like for instance, if you know, like Sylvia Fowles, like let's say, because I mean, I the Lynx do have another All Star, obviously, um, with uh the Feast of Collier, yeah. but Odyssey hasn't been there. Lexi, I like Lexi, but she's not an All Star. They don't Odyssey really. Odyssey is coming though. Yeah, she's coming, but I'm saying like she's if she's there, but she yeah, should be playing. Uh, but but with Sylvia leading the league and rebounding, they just mm-hmm. you know like if she could drag that team, I don't want to say drag, I want that like they don't have you know players because like Crystal Dangerfield, what she did to the Sparks the other How day. About anchor, anchor, she yes. anchor, anchor, that anchor, team. anchor, yes. anchor that team, and they end up. I mean, I don't know, with the three. second best record in the league, right. top three. Then it's like, yo, I'm looking at Brianna Stewart. Like, yeah, you did have a great season, but look at the team you got. As opposed mm-hmm. to uh, the links, nobody would have picked them in the preseason to be, you know, where they would ultimately end up. So that's the only way that I could. But but Brianna number one, yeah. Asia number two, because again, I don't pe- think many people saw. I think people thought the Aces would slide a little bit. I thought this the Aces the, would slide a little right. bit. This is the thing, though. So as great as Asia Wilson is playing right now, as great as Brianna Stewart is playing. I think that the MVP is going to end up coming from a top two, top three team in the league. Right now, that's five people. So let's just say right now, if somehow the Sparks get up to two or even one, you're going to have to give it to Candace Parker if she continues playing like this. I agree. You have to pick her. Uh, Brianna Stewart, if the Storm continue to be one, then, yeah, you got to pick the best player on the best team. But. No. But like, let's say, let's say Asia Wilson, like she was player of the week. She averaged 25, but let's say they finish four or five. I don't care what she averages. She's not going to be MVP. Yeah. Yeah. If they finish four or five, no. Now if they finish third, maybe four or five. Maybe third. If they finish, I think the MVP comes from one of the top two teams. Top. I'll say. Unless unless it's the Lynx. The Lynx can be third and Sylvia Files can be MVP. I'll. 
I'll say Vegas too, because I mean, if she comes out, I mean, I, I don't have her ex exact numbers out here. Actually, let me Google what she's averaging this season. Hey, I'll, just, I'll, just give, I'll just give you her week. How about her week? Three and oh, she averaged 26 points, eight rebounds, and more than a block and a half. Asia no, but right now on the season, she's averaging 22. Basically, she's averaging 22, nine, two, one, and one, basically. I mean, if she comes out here and averages, let's say she pushes it up to like 24 and it stays yeah. like that, and Vegas is. Is top three. I mean, I mean. Okay, I give you that. I mean, top three. Okay, so the I MVP. Mean, so the MVP has to come from a team that's top three. Yeah. So when we get down to the end, doesn't matter what Candace Parker is doing. It doesn't matter what Wilson is doing. It doesn't matter what Files is doing. Honestly, it doesn't matter what Vandersloot is doing. Vandersloot could average, I don't know, fourteen and eleven. But if they're not a top three team. She can't be MVP. She's not going to get that Steve Nash MVP. Now, if the sky end up one or two, Steve Nash MVP. -er, it's going to be hard for her to get an MVP because, I mean, even though 14 and 11 is, it, I mean, impressive, but, like, I think people will have. are arguably the best team in the league right now. You could argue that they're the best team in the league. But also, I just think that other people will have more impressive-looking stat lines than what Vandersloot would possibly have at the end of the season. They will, but that's what I'm saying. If the Sky yeah. somehow end up with the best record or the second best record, then you can talk that talk for her. You can talk her up. Because at that point, she is the best point guard in the league on one of the top two teams in the league. So then it's either you say like, okay, Vandersloot anchored, I don't want to say drug, but anchored the Sky to this record. Or you could say Brianna Stewart and – a kajillion all-stars did what they did. Yeah, yes, I feel you. But also, again, with the fact that Brianna has the I'm coming off an injury uh, mm -hmm. thing to her as well. It's like she's coming off an injury. And literally, if you just started watching this year, I promise you, you would never know she missed last season. That's you true. just started watching this year, you would never – you would have zero idea. She had an Achilles injury last year and did not play. You have no idea, which I think has to count for something personally. No. But that's me. So NECA is back. Simone Augustus missed the game. First of all, I want to say shout out to Simone Augustus for speaking up and saying that she didn't feel right and not playing. I think that was a classy move by her to not play in that game. And I yeah. think that shows that she trusts the coaching staff and the coaching staff trusts her. Obviously, the coaching staff, if she says, I'm not going to play, then she's not going to play. But for her, just less than two weeks into the season to say, oh, I'm just not sure about tonight. I'm not feeling it. And for her to have the comfortability to not go out there and try to play. Like, like last year, I feel like I saw her playing on one leg with the links. Like she was yeah. literally just out there playing to play. But for her to say, you know, I'm not feeling it. I need the night off and to get the night off and the team to still be able to manage for the most part, I think that's good. But then I think that's another reason why, as great as Simone Augustus is, I would not start her because that might happen again. And you don't want to lose the synergy that you're trying to develop with a starting lineup. And then every once in a while, Simone needs to pull back minutes or miss a game. I mean, I just wouldn't start it because I don't want four people in my lineup. I got to run plays for it. I just don't. In my, in my starting lineup, I got to – I yeah. just – no. Nah. I like to keep people I have to run plays for to maximum three. 
And even okay. three sometimes is pushing it, but three is fine. I like to have okay. three options in my star line. The other two people, I need y'all to do the things that the other people are not going to do. That's what I need y'all to do. Stand okay. there, hit open shots, or if you're a great defender, be that. You do all the hustle stuff. I don't want three. That's too much scoring in my starting lineup. And also, I think we talked about this before, Simone Augustus, one of the greatest women's players, one of the greatest basketball players in history, playing against the bench. I don't care how old she is, like playing against another team's bench. She's like, cooking the bench. Yeah, she's like cooking the benches. Yeah, like 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 that's like that 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 is where you're gonna get the most out of her. Like if I was playing in a series against the Sparks in the playoffs to say the Sparks made it to the semifinals or the finals, I might even consider pulling somebody out my starting lineup early. Like I start somebody and I bring them off the bench. I pull them to the bench early so they can come in and try to guard Augustus when she comes in off the bench. I might have to strat- I might have to strategize myself against her in a series. That's how effective she's been off the bench against second team players. Yeah, and then like also off the bench, like she's not asked to do too too much. You know, and, you know she is 34, 35 years old, so you don't want to put too much of a burden on her. You know, her and Raquana having that scoring points off the bench. Um, I just think that it's it's the best position for her. It is you know, like just come off the bench. We're not asking you to change the world. You know, just hit open shots. When you get an opportunity to, to isolate, please do. And, you know, rebound. And also keep people in check, which is, like, one of the things that you see her consistently doing. You know, you see her, I mean, just yeah. like, yo, hey, everybody, huddle up. We doing – I don't know what she's saying because I ain't there, but, hey, everybody, huddle up. We doing this, you know, hey, yo, we got to do this. We got to do that. And I think that that's what you need from her, especially in those bench liners because, like I always say, like, the thing you want from your bench really is, like, to hold the lead. If you up seven – and I put my bench in. Please don't even put my starters in. And now we right. down four. That's, yeah, and that's why I tweeted when Candace Parker came out with 11 points, 10 rebounds, and nine assists. I said, if y'all want to see Candace Parker get back in this game and get that assist, y'all better root for the Lynx to come back a little bit. And what did the bench do? The bench pulled away. Now, yes, NECA was out there because NECA had played lower minutes earlier because for different reasons. But – they was at the point where the bench pulled away. This That's new for the Sparks. The Sparks are not used to the bench extending a lead like that. The bench basically pushed it to 20, from 10 to 20, 12 to 20. Yeah. And, like, at that point, it's just over. So I, what do you think about this, though? So another thing that was interesting, too, was that TRP did not start the second half. And so they decided to start Simone Augustus in TRP's place. If TRP doesn't play into this next week because of her ankle injury, which I saw that she had taped up after the game when they were having a birthday party celebration for Derek Fisher, who do you start then? Because you've already decided that you're not starting Raquana. So you start in City Week. You start Sykes? Yeah, personally, yeah. I I think you start start Sykes too. I think you I think against Minnesota, you play Simone because that's her moment. And, like, obviously yeah. Simone would say, I don't care about it. And, yeah, I take out a word, but yeah. come on. Like, they let you go after, what, 14 seasons? Yes. 14, 13, 14 seasons? You care. You, yeah. you, you care. Some, you on some level of care. You want to go out there and punish them a little bit, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. So, like, that's her moment. You start her. But every other game, I mean, one, I like what Brittany brings. I think she brings a level of, of athleticism that the Sparks don't have. Um, you know, Raquana, she's athletic, but she's five, 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 six. Brittany Sykes is, you know, five, nine, five, ten. She gives them level of, you know, athleticism and um, toughness and also speed that they don't have and that they could also use. Um, I think she's a good penetrator. Um, and yeah, so I think you start Brittany. And I, I think 
The other point you made earlier about you don't want too many people in the starting line and think you have to draw a place. So I agree with that. And then also you got to think about it like this. As much as people are looking at TRP for working herself back into shape and they're saying, oh, I don't know about TRP. I don't know about TRP. She is still either guarding the point guards or the toughest wing on offense. Yeah. She's still doing that. So to just go ahead and put Brittany Sykes in that position means you're not changing everything around for everybody else. And I also think this is a great opportunity to empower Brittany Sykes. Brittany Sykes proved with the Atlanta Dream that she could be a starter. Brittany Sykes was essentially the second best player on their team to Andrew McCautry when the Dream were at their peak. She was the second best player on a whole team. Right now she's coming off the bench and she's not even the first person off the bench sometimes. So to have a situation where you can empower her for a couple games or maybe this turns into the rest of the season. Who knows? Because I think that those are two players that complement each other. They have a chemistry. We haven't seen it on air. I won't say on air. We haven't seen it on the court, but they have a chemistry. Those two players live together. Who, Sydney and uh, Brittany? Yes, Sydney and Brittany. They live with is Sydney, Brittany, and Marie Gulich. I'm going to keep it If Brittany Sykes starts starting the way she's playing, I don't think she would get a spot up. That's what I'm saying. I think I don't think she, I, that's what I'm saying. That's that's I don't why think I, that's why I wrote that article on Winsider.com. I don't think she's as defensively gifted as Tierra, but I think she's faster. I think she's quicker, and I think she's more of an offensive threat than what Tierra yeah. is. Like yes. I think Tierra, like Tierra, is technically a better defender, but I think that Brittany is. is a quicker defender. I think she's quicker and and TRP I think is way more physical because yes. the difference between TRP's body and Brittany Sykes' body is only a couple inches difference, but it's probably about 30, 30 to 40 pounds difference in size and strength. And I also think that Brittany is better in transition, which will help the Sparks play faster, especially when, you, yes. when, when you're going um, defense to offense. I think that, especially when you know having Candace, especially when Candace like throw those long. She shouldn't do it sometimes, but it works other times. Yes. Like hey, but, at, but at least their passes was with two hands. Yeah, but she like those long passes. <laughs> yes, like Brittany yeah. is like Brittany is good in to me at least. She's good in transition. And she's really good finishing and um transition as well. Can I say this too? You just talked about Candace Parker throwing those long passes. Candace Parker did have a few turnovers in that game, and she probably had a few passes that she wishes. As if she was an analyst, she could take back, and that could have been her triple double there too. It was so a don't, so don't blame everything away because she got some passes that were like that that worked, but some that did. So they yeah. equaled out, but I mean, just one could have turned the tide, and it could have been. A there were a there. lot of things that they did in the Minnesota game that I wasn't exactly impressed by. Um, for one, if Minnesota could shoot, they would have won the game. They were literally the nah. left. No, they wouldn't have won the game. They wouldn't have won the game because the Sparks shot sixty six percent as a team. Yeah, but even still, they, they were shooting made two out of three every yeah. shot. Yeah, but listen, they two were shooting six. Yeah, but they were shooting sixty-six percent in the first half and was up ten at the end of the half. And I think the Lynx were shooting like I don't know what it was from three, but it wasn't good. Literally, there was a right. spot on the court. There was there was there was there was a there was a spot on the court. The you left, you, but you heard what you just said, right? They were shooting sixty-six percent and they were up by ten. They yeah. continue to shoot that, and they basically won the game by twenty. Yeah. They just did the same thing they did in the first half. Yes, the yes, yes. But what I'm saying is, like, even when um you saw when they when when Minnesota started hitting shots, the lead evaporated very quickly, 
And also the Sparks were turning the ball over. So that's the thing that was negating the fact that they were shooting so well, the fact that they were turning the ball over. Now, I didn't, just like Fix said, I didn't have too much issue with the turnovers because I thought a lot of turnovers, like he said, came from them trying to share the ball. And I'd rather you turn the ball over trying to share the ball than you turn the ball over trying to go on solo missions and that's how you turn the ball over. If you right. do it because you're trying to share the ball, it's like, okay, I can see y'all playing as a team. Just reel it back in a little bit. We can build off that. If y'all just out there looking like y'all not not connected and turn the ball over, that's something else. But I, but I still think quicker guards give them huge issues. Like, they, they to me, have an issue with guard penetration. And I think that they have moments. Now, now, granted, this could be because they don't have too much practice time, so it's hard. Really, the only time you get to practice is honestly on the court. Honestly, at this point, because you can't do too, too much in practice. But I feel like defensively, they can be arguably the best or one of the best defensive teams in, in the league. But they don't play. They play it in spots. It doesn't. We haven't yet seen at least. I don't think so. A full these too many times a full 40 minutes of incredible defense. Never going to see a full 40 minutes of defense from them. We're never going to see that. It's just. That's just something that you don't see from professional basketball players. This is not like Nolan Richardson at the University of Arkansas when he had Corliss Williamson and Scotty Thurman to 40 nah, minutes of hell. They're not full court pressing. Nah, I would, nah, I would, they're not nah, going to do that. I don't mean that. What I think you can see is that if you start Brittany Sykes, because this is the thing, teams are trying in the lineup right now, in the starting lineup right now, they know they can't really challenge TRP. They can't really challenge Necker. They've been trying to challenge Candace Parker, and that's not working. Chelsea Gray is willing to take a charge, so going at her is not really going to do anything. So they've been trying to go at Sidney Weiss. That's what Jackie Young did, and that's how the Aces won that game. They've been trying to go at Sidney Weiss in the starting lineup. So if you start Brittany Sykes and Sidney Weiss, if for some reason teams are going at Sidney Weiss and they're successful, you have the quick opportunity to just take Sidney Weiss out, put Taya Cooper in, and squash that real quick. And then you get to see Taya Cooper playing with Gray because they want a secondary primary ball handler playing with Gray. Honestly, they want three because they have Candace Parker, but they want another guard. They want to, they want to play two point guards because the whole point of this season was that it was going to be Chelsea Gray and Christy Tolliver. And if they can recreate that, then that will lead to more success for the Spartans. I feel you. and I, and No I, team in the WNBA should not have two point guards on the court at the same time. I feel you, but I do still think they need to pay a little bit more attention to detail. Like, I think the defense that they played when they got down. They need more practice time. Exactly. But they, they don't have time to practice. That's so the thing. In, in walkthroughs, maybe it just needs to be all about defense. That's the thing. Like, it, it's just, it's just if, if they could, when I say play full, I don't mean like press for four minutes. I just mean like be locked in. I think that they have points where they have lapses and they have lapses for four or five minutes. And then they're like, okay, well, we got to defend now. And then they turn it on and, and like turn it off. But I like to turn it on. That means if I'm the coach, I'm telling my bench players that when I put y'all in, I want you to change the game defensively. So if somebody is not doing it in the beginning of the game, you have other options. People can like people still don't need to be playing more than 30 minutes a game. So there's going to be limited minutes. You're not you're not going to max more than uh, 28. 
If you're anybody but Chelsea Gray, nobody needs to be playing more than 30 minutes. And honestly, at this point, with having all of the guards they have, she doesn't even need to play 30 minutes. Fair. So you have opportunities where if somebody is not doing what you want them to do right then defensively and you see those lapses for a minute or two, call a timeout. Don't let them just play through it for four or five minutes because that four or five minutes, the quarter is half over, and then they might as well stay in. I mean, it's the uh, out a little quicker. That's okay. It's the, it's the um, Phil Jackson school. You know, like Phil would, you know, if you fail down ten, he just sit down and be like, ah, right, y'all got to figure it out, and then you know, and it just let the players work through it and things. But you you have people on the bench who are going to try their hardest to play defense. There will be no lapse in effort on defense from Brittany Sykes if you have to put Brittany Sykes in the game for Sidney Weiss or for TRP or for anybody else. There will be no lapse in trying on defense. She might not be in the right spot every time, but there will be no lapse in effort on defense from Taya Cooper. She doesn't know any better other than to go out there and try and play hard. So put them in because this is not an indictment on a starter. This is just to say like, that wasn't the energy we want. Look at this person. And honestly, you're better than this person because I have you starting. So when you go back in, do what they were doing and you'd be even better at it. Does that make sense? That makes sense, I feel you. So that's how I would be looking at it. And again, like, you gotta play these players. Even still, he had 12 players for the first time and he still basically only played 10 and Anigwe got in at the end. Gray still didn't play. I so mean, you have options for energy. And that's what I'm saying. You can turn the tide in like two minutes. You can turn the tide really quick. Look what I don't Brittany, disagree with look, look what Brittany Sykes did when she locked Grinder. That game I don't, was done after that. I don't disagree with you, but again, like I said, uh somehow as as we get deeper into the season and um in and, and um into the playoffs, they're gonna have to pay more again. And granted, like like you said, they don't they don't get much practice time. It's not like you know last year when you could get you know three, four practices in a week. I don't know how many practices they might have in a week. And even if they do have those practices, it's not like how much are you really doing? Because you're playing so much that how much are you doing? Honestly, from what I know, they're only really practicing, practicing when they have when they play on like that Saturday or Sunday and they don't, well, if they play on the Sunday and they don't have to play again to that Wednesday, when they have that two game, yeah, then they, that yeah, two then game you gap, actually practice in. then you can actually practice. Other than that, you can't practice. I mean, they have, they meet and you know, they may have walkthroughs and things like that. Yeah, that's a little bit out there. Yeah. You're not out there practicing, practice. Getting the- that's what they need. And honestly, you know what? This, this is why I think expanded rotations are great. Because if you can expand the rotation enough and get a win and nobody played more than 25 minutes, then honestly, maybe you can sneak in a practice every once in a while, even when you only have a day off in between. Yeah, but no. Why not? Just that one day of practice could be the difference in winning the next two or three games. Yeah, but no, because we have veterans on the team, so I would probably want to hold them out regardless. So, like, yeah, you could, but, like, no. They can watch. They're not the ones that really, really, really need the practice. Yeah, but watching ain't the same as, like, yes, but then that's still a thing of team defense. Like, you need to go out there and do it as a team. And, like, defense like, yeah, you could do that, and they could just sit there and watch. But it's like, you really, like, you again, you have so many older players, 
And recovery is a thing. Like, you are going out there playing a full game. I don't want to stick you out there and like, all right, we're going to go at it and we're going to practice hard 16 hours later. Like, nah, I'm, nah. No, that's a good point. Can I get into this? I want to share. The- real quick, though. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Real quick, though. Okay. Guys, if you are, guys, if you are in here, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you drop some in the um, comment box. Let us know your thoughts. Um, anything WNBA. I mean, this is the you know Spark Report, but we do talk anything WNBA. So if you got any questions, concerns, things that you want to know, things you want to talk mm-hmm. about, put it in the comment box and make sure you drop a like on this video. And um, yeah, yeah. I'll continue. Yeah. So shout out to my new friend Nikki in the comment section. But I want to share the AP Power Rankings with you. So right now, AP Power Rankings number one: Seattle six and one, Chicago number two at five and two. Las Vegas, number three at five and two. Minnesota, number four at five and two. Los Angeles, number five at four and three. Phoenix, six, four and three. Washington, seven, three and four. Lost four straight. Indiana, three and four at eight. Dallas, nine, three and four. Atlanta, 10th at two and five. Connecticut, 11 at one and six. And New York, 12 at one and six. What are your feelings on that? I personally think they're that's pretty spot on. That's yeah, pretty really accurate. What we've really, seen in the first two weeks, I don't really have an issue with it. I can't, can't, don't really have no complaints with it. I think that the it's only fair. thing I could see is if Sylvia Fowles played for Minnesota, and even if they were five and two, and the Sparks got them in that game, I would put the Sparks four. I agree, four and three. I agree. But if they didn't beat Minnesota at full strength, you can't say they're a better team. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's that's yeah. That's the only thing that I would that I would you know. Yeah. You can't say they're a better team yet. That's the problem. Maybe you could put Minnesota over Vegas because they did win one without um Sylvia. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could do that. Maybe you could do that. But I would I would personally okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let me pull it back up so I make sure I have it. Yeah, I would put. Hmm, Minnesota over Vegas. Maybe. Hmm. I like Minnesota's defense more than I like Vegas. I'm just I saying like, because I like the fact that against. Minnesota actually has people who will shoot three pointers. I'm just saying, yeah. But I'm just saying but that the duo of Asia Wilson and Angel McCautry, has there been a better duo this season? I mean, probably think well. hard. Think hard. If you name one, you have to think hard. You can't just name one off the top of your head. I mean, I, I could say Brianna Stewart and pick somebody, but that's but, not, but the, right, but, but that's not a duo. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Brianna, everybody else. Yeah. But so now, yeah. The team. So, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I guess the other thing about it is, you know, the Sparks. If you look at this upcoming schedule, first of all, no offense to the New York Liberty. But if the Sparks lose to the Liberty, yo, WNBA. If the, if the if the Sparks lose to the Liberty, they need to go home. Yo, WNBA, if please. The Sparks lose to the Liberty. I will see y'all on on Thursday in in downtown LA. We can hang out. WNBA, please flex all the Liberty. Y'all can games, come to the y'all. beach with me on Friday. WNBA, please flex all the Liberty games off for television. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but flex them Liberty games. If the game. Sparks lose to oh, the Liberty, if the Sparks lose to the Liberty, I expect to see them in person at my birthday party. 
Nah, if the Spartans lose to the Liberty, then that's one of the situations where they we did, talk about. But no, but they did flex all the games. Honestly, yeah. the Liberty, that's how that's how the Sparks got moved up on the, the last game. Because oh, okay. they had to flex the Liberty out. So, yes, that is exactly why ESPN knew what they were doing. They knew that if something happened, God forbid, with Sabrina, which it did, they had to take the Liberty out because there are more competitive games that people would rather see that would be a better representation of the WNBA. Although the last two games, the Liberty have had a chance to win them. They won one. They lost one. Yeah, they have. But it's like Sabrina and there. they've been playing hard. Yeah, but they have. But it's like Sabrina not there. To, people want to watch Liberty to see Sabrina. Sabrina, like, literally. Like I, would, I, I was watching every single Liberty game. I promise you, I see Liberty. I'm like, well, I'm not watching this game. That, I'm sorry, sorry. But like when like Sabrina was there, oh, I'm watching everything. She was just exciting. She would do mm-hmm. things that was exciting. And she also had like a story behind her. So it's like, and even, I want to see. If, even if they play 500 basketball for the rest of the year, they still won't have a winning record. Yes, yeah. And they still won't make the playoffs. They're not going to play 500 basketball for, for the uh, rest of the year. But I mean, they yeah. played 500 basketball the last two games. <laughs> They're not. No. I understand. I know. I'm just, I'm just being silly. But I think it's important for the Sparks to get off this win-loss, 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 win-loss kind of thing. This will be the Sparks' first opportunity to start a winning streak. You have to win two in a row for it to be a winning streak. And I and think that's what better team to play against than the Liberty. And I think that starts with defense. But again, the one the one thing about the Sparks for two years is they give up a lot of threes. They give yeah. up a lot of threes. The reason why it happens is because for whatever reason, I don't know why, but yeah. they cannot stop guard penetration. Literally, somebody gets in the paint on them and it's like, well, they're going to collapse one pass, one pass. This person wide open every game. So if you're a finesse team and you, yeah. know who, you know who just finessed six out of nine threes in the last game, Yes. Yo, girl. Oh, and they are terrible at defending the pick and pop. They are terrible. They oh, are terrible at they are terrible at defending the pick and pop. Like, yeah, Jackie Young was doing what she did to uh Sydney Wee, sure, which Fish was heated about that. But same time, no, Asia was work, but same time, no, Asia was working their bigs out too. So it wasn't all just her. That pick and pop, Asia was working their bigs clean out. Asia was going to work. Asia was working their bigs clean out. That pick and pop all year. Really, the past two years, I don't know what, why, but they are, they do not stop the pick and pop. But then that's communication. Like, I'll see two people go with somebody, like, yo, she's, yo, one, yo, one person, please stay with her. Like, what, like, what? It's practice. But again, practice. They, they they have to, they have to somehow. And, and, and like I said, it, it, it's, it, it, I mean, kind of is what it is, but the fact that you're in this season and you don't really get to hone in on things like that. And honestly, you're getting practice reps in the game. So it is what it is. Can I throw this conversation out to you? And I think we can end Go ahead. on this. And then, so I'll say this, and then let's do our predictions on these next three games. But do you think since the playoffs – so in the WNBA, you have conferences. You have a Western Conference and you have an Eastern Conference. But the seeding in the playoffs is all 12 teams, best records, one through eight. Do you think this would have been the perfect week to just pick the top two players and – then you could have had Asia Wilson win and Candace Parker win instead of having to pick somebody from the Eastern Conference when the Eastern Conference literally only has like one playoff team right now. No, nah, I mean if you go have conferences, then they have to mean something. I mean they don't you, mean anything in the playoffs. Yeah, but then you may as well just get rid of conferences completely. They might as well. That's what I'm saying. This would have been the perfect week to say that the top two players in the league were Asia Wilson and Candace Parker. 
I mean, like I feel deserve some sort of award this week. Nah, nah. I mean, nah. I mean, again, I feel you. But if you're gonna have the conferences, and I think at some point you have to abide by them in some way, shape, or fashion. If you're not, then you literally may as well get rid of conferences, which is 12 yeah. teams. You maybe you do just want to get rid. It's 12 teams, not like it's like 20 teams. I don't even know teams, why. 12 teams is one conference. Yeah, it's one conference. I don't know why. You can have man. divisions. But it's yeah, yeah, you can have to, but that's one con. I don't know why they have conferences anyway. But like, if you're gonna have them, then I think you need to abide by them a little bit. But but I, yeah. I think it's important for them to. I think it's important for them to keep them because the the goal would be to expand the league. Yeah, yeah, just be, and yeah to have yeah. more teams eventually. You know what? Where would you like to see a W? If you had to add two teams, where would you put them at? I would put one in Houston. Because Back in I Houston. think. Yeah, back in Houston because I think the Houston Comets, they won the first however many championships. Four, I think, wasn't it? I think so. And so they deserve a team. And I also think, like, as much as I like Shanae Agumake and Neka Agumake as Sparks, you give Houston a team? Tell me, tell me they're not going home. No, nah, I don't think Shanae's going home. I think she's going to stay right in L.A. and get, stay next to all her uh, business opportunities. Okay. I think she's going to stay right there with her. Five years from now? Five years from now when they actually had one? Tell me they're not going home. Uh, nah, I think they're staying right there in okay. L.A. next to all their business, business opportunities. Well, so yeah. Houston and uh and uh, where else would you like to see one at? I want my shock back. I want my Detroit shock back. Being a homer. Pick, pick, pick somewhere else besides Detroit. Don't be a homer. I want them to get take those championships back from the Dallas Wings. The Dallas Wings are claiming my shock championships. Okay, I I'm gonna talk you. about this every show until they give them up. I respect it. They need to give them up. Just because oh. you move from Tulsa and then you move to Dallas and you change your name, but you're still the same franchise, don't mean you get to claim those championships. Those need to uh, vamoosh in the thin air, <laughs> like the Houston Comets. Houston <laughs> Comets championship just gone. Um, I think the Bay like Area. Chinos. Yeah, um, I think the Bay Area could 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 um get a team. Um, if I had it, so maybe the Bay, and um, I don't mind the idea of bringing the Houston Comets back. I think that would be dope for the league. Like the league kind of started with the Houston Comets. Like that's mm-hmm. what it was. Like you know, uh, Cheryl Swoops. Um, like it it started with the Comets. Like that's the one of the first teams I knew about was the Houston Comets. Uh, so if, if I, I had okay, to- I got a real one other than the shop. How about Philadelphia? It's a my huge favorite? city. I mean, it's what top five in the nation, and that's why I say Houston mm-hmm. too. It's one of the top five cities. Yeah, Houston is top population. I think Houston is top four. Phoenix is actually fifth, so I think Philly is like six or seventh. I think uh, Philly might be three. Nah, Philly ain't three. Chicago is Chicago three. Chicago is three. Yeah, okay, well, where Philly LA, is? I think it's New York, LA, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, San Diego, and then I think it's like Philly or something like that. Okay. San Diego would also be a good place too. I, I think. Well, San maybe. Diego. Yeah, they don't have a team. They don't. Because, no. Because think about how many teams San Diego has had, and then they left. They had the Clippers. They had the they Clippers. Left. They had, the, they Chargers. had the Chargers, and they left. You know? Yeah, that's fair. They just, right. yeah. Teams just leave there. I think they should be able to support teams, but teams just leave there. But, no, I like the Bay Area, and I like Houston, and I like yeah, Philly. Right. So that's what I would say. And then you also have Synergy in those markets with an NBA team. Because yeah. I think it's important as the league expands to have synergy and markets with NBA teams. Because you're looking at the commitment that 
you know, you got these NBA players saying they're wearing their orange hoodies and they're saying they want to stand up and they want to, you know, back their sisters. So put the teams in those markets. So let's end on this. I like the way we ended last show. So we got three games. Tuesday, August 11th, New York Liberty, L.A. Sparks. I'm calling that a win. What you think? Call it a win. Okay. Have to win that game. You lose that one, then I'll see y'all in Hermosa Beach on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, Thursday, August 13th, L.A. Sparks, Washington Mystics. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, the Mystics are winning. Yeah. They don't yeah. go to three-point line. Yeah. But if they beat the Mystics, then they are turning a table. They, they, they be the missing yesterday. I'll turn the table, but they don't got three point line. I can, I think I know what's gonna happen. They're gonna make one pass, one pass, open shooter, one pass, one pass. Well, one, yeah, open shooter. But, yeah. but if they beat them, you're right. That, that would be when I was like, oh, they're turning a corner and they actually look like uh, a championship team. So, you know what? I agree with everything you're saying, but just for the sake of argument, I'm gonna say they beat the Mystics. I don't know exactly how, but I'm gonna say they beat the Mystics and I'm gonna say they beat the Fever as well. I'm gonna call their first. Three and a week, four game winning streak for the Sparks. Why not? A, if not now, when? I'm gonna go two and one, two and one. Like I said, I think they'll beat uh, the Fever and the Liberty. Should beat the. Hope they beat the Liberty. Better beat the Liberty. Fever and the Liberty, and then I think that they'll uh, fall to the Mystics because I don't trust their ability to guard three point line. I agree with you. If you look at, if you look at their record, the way they've gone. If you just looked at the the rhythm of it, the win-loss, win-loss, they just won the last game. So everything up until now would tell you that they would lose the next game other than the fact that this, they're playing Liberty. So, yeah. again, if you can't beat the Liberty, I will see y'all on Friday, August 14th, on Hermosa Beach, L.A. Sparks. We're going to have a beach party because y'all left the wobble and y'all just can forfeit all the rest of y'all games. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, that would be a bad loss. Like, come on, relax. I can't be losing. To, you can't be a losing. bad loss, bro. Candace Parker could not play, and you're still supposed to beat the Liberty. Necker could straight up not play, and you could still beat the Liberty. You should beat the Liberty. You could rest Necker and Candace, and I would still. You could start Rashonda Gray against the team that waived her, and you still should beat the Liberty. You literally all you have to do is is play defense and guard them. They will miss shots if you do that. I mean, hey, shorty, get on that pick and pop. I mean, you saw what she did uh uh, uh last year. Remember, she put up thirty. Was did didn't she put up thirty and a half? Something like that. She made yeah. six threes. I think she had thirty seven. <laughs> that's why I said. That's why I said this last game. She just had six and nine. Like Zowie B has decided that all I'm gonna do is shoot threes now. So she's good at it. Yeah, if they don't want to guard her and she goes out there and makes all them threes and scores the points and blah blah blah, they could lose. But if they do lose, they need to leave the world. It'll be a it'll be a close game, you know. I don't I don't think that they'll blow them out. I think yeah. that they'll probably end up winning. I think they'll probably end up winning by like maybe 13, but it'll be a close game than what uh it looks like though. That's fair. All right, so I'm saying three and oh, could be two and one. You're saying two and one. I appreciate that. So if you want to follow me, you can check me out on winsider.com that's where you can see my la sparks articles you can also follow me on twitter instagram and youtube at john w davis where can we follow you Pat? 
you can follow me at at Pavy World, P A V Y World, all one word. And uh, you should check out my project. Uh, I just felt like rapping too. Will be out tonight. So if you're watching this and you want to check that out, please check that out. All right, from Pavy, I'm John W. Davis. Peace.